now more than ever, people need to go within and plug into that cellular memory, plug into divine source, detach as much as possible from the matrix. Hello again, everybody. This is James Bartley, and you're watching and listening to the Cosmic Switchboard Show. Today, my very special guest is old friend Randy Moggins. Randy doesn't really need much introduction. He's got a lot of information to share. I'm really looking forward to this. So without any further ado, Randy, welcome back to the Cosmic Switchboard Show. Hey, it's it's great to be back, James. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, please. Kind of, as I'll point out, as I pointed out to you, a little under the weather here, but we're going to soldier on because... It's very obvious that whatever weaponized um, malaise is aimed at us, we fight back by staying in the trenches. That's right. It's, you know, the soldiers of yore had to deal with trench foot, malaria, everything else. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's right. just our Man. burden to bear. Brutal. The, the model that we're working with, which is the model based on what we know is the architecture of the modern computing systems, none of this is new. I mean, you know this, we know this. Anybody who is inside the projects knows that all of this technology predated the modern emergence of technology, that the metaphors, the systems were simply, I will say, iconography, iconographically linked to the structure of the human itself. So your computer is a model of the human, not vice versa. So in going through the metaphor of the structure and understanding that we have a machine metaphor, the, the elites have largely attempted to ex- expedite that upon us to overlay on us a machine metaphor to make us malleable machines for future future conquests or future production. And in doing so, we as compliant humans have taken on a fair amount of that upon ourselves. So when we now look at, for instance, our memories, and we refer to that as being the hard disk drive or the um, RAM memory inside the computer, um, we are transferring that metaphor over onto the human system. And that's part of what's going on in terms of this this AI juggernaut and transhumanism as well. The, the, uh, the metaphor is apt uh, because it is a means of constructing our psyches, our, uh, our personalities, our behaviors, and essentially modeling it and then having it play out in in 3d Mm -hmm. mode based on these predetermined algorithms which keep us kind of uh confined in 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 a certain space and kind of jumping ahead a little bit you brought up the concept of the the psychosphere uh could you get into that as it relates to what we're talking about um yeah the um so again, I'm going to pull up some of these papers as I go through this so I can kind of maintain a, a flow. So the psycho, psychosphere is basically, again, another modeling technique that's being used to exploit um, human consciousness. 
in in a in a way that kind of again transfers an artificial model onto the sentient being. And where this comes from is this is <clears throat> this is largely an alien entity. This is um I guess what we would call the demiurgic archontic forces who up until now have not been able to penetrate the divine aspects of the human in a way that could meaningfully pardon me transfer um the power of the human being we know from history that humans have resisted the type of um, overt moves to conquer us to overwhelm us to overcome us um repeatedly over time we break away from these so-called civilizations and again i'll point out a civilization is not a good thing civilization is a construct created by them as basically a system of control so the concept of the psychosphere is that we operate on frequencies that are very much accounted for inside of this matrix sphere. This gets really difficult to um, to explain. The energetics of the Earth grid itself, and I should I should put it this way: there are natural grids and there are artificial grids. There is what my guides have told me, and my guides are the source. Let me explain this. So the series that I put out is called The Receivers. These are my guides. These are, these are the guides that have been with me since childhood, who have guided me through um, my entire life when I've listened to them. And so The Receivers are largely a group of aspect selves, ancestral entities, and um, interdimensional consciousness that operates we all have this. Uh, we all have the ability to hear what's called the inner voice. And the inner voice is, <clears throat> in religion, sometimes referred to as the Holy Spirit. Um, what really it is, it's an amalgam of um, entities who operate inside of our consciousness. And they're deeply linked to our own ancestral lines, which operate outside of time. So, again, pardon me. We are dealing with um, multi-layered, multi-dimensional consciousness. And most, most humans today, most soul-breathed humans, are not aware that they can access another consciousness because the voice that they hear inside of their head is largely the voice that has been attenuated by this, this matrix that we live in. And so it's important to understand that um, we always want to we always want to be careful of the voices that we hear and the entities that we follow. But when you hear the resonance of truth, when you are able to align your frequency 
with the thing that you know is true rather than the type of so-called truth that we've been given in this system, um, you then are able to hone in on that harmonic, that intelligence. So on this world at the present time, we live under what's called the 10 grid system, which is basically the archontic alien grid that was placed here hundreds of thousands of years ago as an entrainment and containment field. This field is what has basically held our consciousness at low levels for a very long time. Um, what my guides have told me repeatedly is that this is an alien energy. It is basically the residue of frequencies of misalignment. And it is a synthesis of uh, an intelligence which is not native to the life form of the human or to the planet itself. So we have been inside of what we would call the construct and matrix. And that construct and matrix has entrained us into an individuated, reduced consciousness. And what comes next in this process is where we're at right now in this great war that we are waging in terms of the present epoch. So we are in a period of time right now where we have very, very extreme energies operating inside the earth realm. Uh, many of these energies are coming in cosmically. They are energies that are being sent from the central sun system, which is the galactic center sun, uh, or what you call the universe uh, is obviously a system of galactics and in the side of these galactic systems are um, solar orbs and are, they are themselves entities. These go, <sighs> always get ahead of myself with this. So we don't really understand space. We think of space as what has been given to us as a false construct. The fact of the matter is what is referred to as space is a flat plane construct, quote, vacuum quote, hot suns, burning molten um, combustion, and basically cold planets. <laughs> and in fact, what we are looking at when we are viewing space is a part of the 10 grid system. What we view from our, our skies is part of a design that was given to us through the 10 grid system and through the mind control and hypnosis of modern, and I would say modern science in terms of the last seven to 800 years at least, the Galilean um, construct of space. And again, excuse me, I have to stop once in a while and get my breath. So let me go back. Uh, to your original question again. So where are we now? In um, 2019, I began to observe energies coming into the earth, um, notably a particular sequence of pulses that came from outside of what we call deep space that had entered the earth's atmosphere in the region of um, 
I want to say Norway, Sweden, in, in that particular area. And those energies were, I guess what you would say, a shot at the broad side of human consciousness. This was a, this was a central sun emanation that came through our own sun. This has been documented. And I, when I put the book out, I will put the documentation with it. This was the beginning of what we now understand to be this present war that we're in. This is a war of consciousness. And uh, those energies were those energies were completely understood by the controllers on this world. They understood that these energies were cooperating with the frequencies of human consciousness in a manner to begin a, I will say, a sequence of events which would evolve human consciousness on the basic level, unaware to most people. When we talk about consciousness and mass consciousness, we're not talking about a mass awakening. We're talking about an awakening that's occurring on the unconscious and subconscious levels. In other words, the world understands right now that we are not, quote, in normal anymore. They don't understand why and they don't understand how. But effectively, where we are at right now is we are in a very different timeline, we'll call it that, than we were prior to 2019 and probably prior to 2017, which is the period of time when I began tracking a lot of this information. That had to do with the, um, the central sun system alignments coming through the Great American Eclipse, an event that um, transferred a lot of energy and also transitioned us onto another timeline. So we have effectively <clears throat> been in what I consider to be a seven-year period of transition into another type of consciousness emerging into the human sphere and into the human energetic. Well, we've seen these these epical changes, and we've seen. I don't know if it's a byproduct of the processes that you're describing, but we've certainly seen a division, a separation of oil and water, if you will, because mm -hmm. we're at a stage now. Now the. the overly compliant, the overly submissive, I mean, they've pretty much cast their vote. But for those that still have some modicum of self-respect and accountability, personal accountability, there's pretty much, you know, two ways they can go now. They see this Luciferian radical left, which is a manifestation of this yep. demiurge consciousness in, in full flower now, where, I mean, they're... <laughs> They're pouring urine over themselves in the streets of London because yeah, 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 because <laughs> Queen Lizzie died. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and all this other stuff uh, that's going on. So people that still have some degree of uh, you know self will can say, uh, no, I'm not going in that direction, and I see where they're going with it. But you know, when fathers are being arrested because they refer to their own child by the correct gender, uh, we we know we're in a truly totalitarian Luciferian system. So. Uh, you know, everything that you've described has now come up to the surface. And those that 
can still, you know, exert free will, they've, they've now got a choice because, uh, you know, the, the line has been drawn in the sand. There's no, there's no sitting on the fence at this point because it's, you're either going to go one way or the other uh, going forward. This also goes into the mass die-off that's occurring on the planet as we speak. It's um, it's sobering. It's tragic. Many people made their choices. Some made their choices unawares. Um, we observed, for instance, that there were people who decided to take certain medicalization processes as a result of the pandemic that, quite frankly, didn't even know why they did it. And this comes down to a place where we have to look at human free will and the cycles of evolvement that humans go through. We are um, probably one of the most difficult concepts for me to wrestle with and all of this has been the concept that we are very deeply anchored into our physicality in ways that are frankly morbid. We have been taught to view ourselves as bodies. This, by the way, is the whole transgender thing. Let me sidestep from it. This might be important. So the whole transgender thing is obviously a political ruse at this point. It has been foisted upon us, not even by, not even by the people inside of the so-called LGBTQ movements, but by social engineering experts who have again transferred a map onto the body. And part of the psychosphere is gendered. We're, we're polarity. Unfortunately, coming into this world, we are a polarity. And so that polarity goes positive, negative, dark, white, um, male, female. And so we are born with the body. And in rare cases, there are people who are born who I will say are what you would call transgender. In other words, identificationally, and this usually occurred in indigenous tribes with people who were shamanic. And this is the two-spirit, uh, some of the other shamanic names for it as well. It's extremely rare. It is uh, a marking of a calling, and generally that calling has nothing to do with the differentiation of male and female gender, but the ability to move between two polarities, which also transfers into moving between dimensional polarities. So lest we throw baby out with bathwater, so to speak, it's important to understand that there's an element of truth to this but it's this small as compared to what's being foisted upon us now as a social engineering movement to basically take children who are in developmental stages and give them pharmaceutical drugs to stop their development at puberty and then to obviously either um, castrate or in some way alter their physicality to align with perceived psychological identity as as an opposite gender. So a true 
two-spirited person would understand the clarity that they inhabit and they would inhabit that with a certain level of balance that would go into the spiritual dimension of their own calling. So again, I go back to this idea that we are trained into the bodies we inhabit and the physicality that we obviously exist in, but this is not the sum, the sum total of who we are. Who we are is something far greater and much deeper than the physical reality that we inhabit. <clears throat> this is very difficult to grapple with because we have lives, we have people we love, we have children, we have a world that we inhabit, and there's a balance that needs to be walked in all of this. Um, the argument that it's a simulation, okay, I will accept, I will accept the concept of the simulation on the level that a simulation can be very useful for training. Um, how many people, uh, pilots are trained on flight simulators? You know, race car drivers use simulators. We use simulators to test all manner of things inside of an artificial environment in order to gain a facility to train ourselves in certain things. And so if you want to look at it as a simulation, then on one level, what we are doing right now is we are spirits, souls, inside of a simulation with a physicality layer, uh, a human abstract abstraction layer and then basically our role here is to inhabit that and imbue it with meaning with a very critical sense of responsibility morally and in terms of justice and what we call truth to rightly divide the reality that we're in and understand that it is a subset of a far greater reality that was created by source and that we are in fact a subset of source itself so there is this this becomes the spiritual framework by which we can now learn to navigate inside the system does that make sense or is my uh, yes it talking? does because uh, okay. you know you, you pointed out in, in your writings and, and i've heard you speak about this before that our consciousness exists outside of our body. Uh, we know that uh, mm. this is the case. We know that uh, you know people that have been in comas, for example, can still uh, operate, think, and uh, exist, if you will, outside of the body. And what they've done was this foisting upon us this identification with uh, the physical body that it mm -hmm. is the be all and the end all it is the yes. uh, the conveyance of our of our will and of our spirit and it's interesting that w when you listen to the, some of the accounts of uh, alien abductions and, and what ets tell people they often refer to humans as containers right well containers are what well mm -hmm. one could hazard a guess a soul so by making us identify with our bodies and then instilling this um fear of our own mortality and what better way to do that globally than you know, a fear of the pandemic and uh, you know the necessity of all these restrictions and lockdowns all for right. our own good uh, and you see the effect that it has on society I mean there's so many people still masked up walking around uh, with this expression of fear behind their mask right and so uh, that is a, 
a blatant example of making people fear for their own mortality because to, they've been conditioned to think and that the centuries of religion hasn't helped in this regard uh, that this is our existence is the one shot we get and uh, you know better hunker down because this is as good as it's going to get basically yeah 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 rather than understanding the eternal nature of the human that yeah this is this is a pretty fragile little craft we walk around in most of the time but we've also been sold that image despite the fact that what some people have survived you know you mentioned abductees uh, people who have survived uh, various projects such as MK Ultra, my labs. Um, they've survived extraordinary things. Um, you know that very well yourself. I know it. that um, despite the poking and probing that they've done to our physicality, we are a shell, but they somehow can't quite seem to break open. Because, again, you know, when you're dealing with material science, what does material science do? Material science in the pursuit of medicine cuts dead things apart. In pursuit of space, it uses concave and convex round lenses to view images through an atmosphere and environment and then claim to understand them based one mathematic proposition is it may or may not be accurate. Um, we already know that the Newtonian models have fallen apart, uh, certainly by the beginning of the 20th century. The Galilean models have fallen apart. And how we, how we understand our reality has largely been based on physical science and the concepts of physicalism and, you know, what, what, what we're doing, even with CERN, I mean, the colliding of, 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 of protons and neutrinos and all these bizarre sub-molecular structures as a means to open portals. When, in fact, if you looked at the mystics, if you looked at what they have written and what has been understood, we are the portals that open into these other dimensions. This is what the projects were going after, James. You know this. You know that most of the human subjects were subjected to things in an attempt to crack the shell. The, um, what is it? The, um, I forget the name of the movie now. But they've been trying to, trying to crack the shell for a long time. And yeah, they have basically inflicted a huge amount of pain. They've splintered people's consciousness. Um, what they have not been able to do is understand that everything that they're looking for already exists on the spiritual level. Now, when I talked earlier about um, my guides, the aspect selves, we each have aspect selves. We all inhabit a, a universe that's not deterministic, but is in fact probabilistic where outcomes are not predetermined but actually have multi-trajectories at any given point in time. In other words, what can happen 
theoretically does happen in some model that because of our the power of our consciousness we are basically able to spin off realities that are outside of our current venue of understanding this we connect with sometimes in dreams we sometimes connect with it in out-of-body near-death experiences but the fact of the matter is that we are a component of a much larger soul being which is both collective and individuated inside of our consciousness and we could see the inverse if you will of that of how the controllers how they clearly understand that concept but in their own demented perverted way for example the uh, instilling of trauma mm-hmm. uh, the fracturing of consciousness mm-hmm. the uh, splitting of consciousness and the creation of alters yes the purely reductionist standpoint none of that makes sense because that would be implying okay this altar is in this corner of my, my my traumatized fragmented neurology and this altar is here right when we know that they literally exist yeah we'll call it the ether call it what one will i've just recently had a discussion with a, with a close friend of mine who is a did has multiple altars mm-hmm. altars that she has to contend with on a daily basis right uh, this is something that reductionist science cannot quantify that's why reductionist science was created the way it it is to break everything down into particles subparticles quarks etc etc instead of the in the uh, the united collective whole and which we are we are a whole Mm -hmm. albeit severely traumatized and fragmented so the controllers know very well how this system works they've just kind of twisted it and perverted it to suit their own ends but we still have the potential to reacquire that which we've been separated from and traumatized into believing that doesn't even exist essentially right this greater expansive ocean of consciousness which we reside in the false presumption has always been that the mind is synonymous with the brain and is a localized presence somewhere here in fact the mind exists completely external of the body as a form of consciousness that is in the oversoul. We'll call it that, in the oversoul. That consciousness guides us. It uses the brain as a, a transceiver. It actually uses the entire neural network of the body itself as the form of expression of consciousness. I mean, highly sophisticated system of um, receivers and senders going through our body at any given time, our, our nerves, our, our heart. You know, the rough outline is that is the seven chakra system, of which obviously that's just one component of a much larger system. But those systems exist both within us and without us and this is this is the paradox this is the quandary when i say to people as i have done for 10 years on my show the truth is out there it's inside you i'm pointing towards a greater truth that truth being that whatever you perceive as your outer world is a projection of your consciousness through the sensory outputs, which are 
functioning through your body, my body, our consciousness, and this <laughs> consensus agreement that we have on how things operate in this world. And we've agreed on a reality. There is a consensual reality that we operate within, but that reality is only as real as we perceive it to be on the physical layer and how we relate to it existentially. It does not necessarily mean we are bound by this. And in fact, we're not. And in fact, the best research indicates that we are able to transcend this. This is the concept that you would find in the teachings of the avatars, the great teachers, the Buddhas, the Christ, the people who were on this world, who understood what was going on in terms of the external versus the internal system. And what's interesting is how we see these schools of thought in the so-called truth community. And one of them, you know, I'll preface what I'm saying uh, by pointing out that such sentiments bespeak a profound ignorance about the spirit realms, about the, the interdimensional realms, about the, uh, the ether, etc., etc. This notion that, well, anyone who, uh, lack of a better term, relies on guides, spirits, deceased mm -hmm. ancestors, ET guides is of necessity completely wrong in their mm -hmm. output because, and this also speaks to this extremely defeatist kind of mindset mentality yeah, yeah, that's also yeah. at play here because all of those external forces are just part of this deception. And what's ironic is that many of those people who hold to such sentiments, at, on the one hand, they, they, they say that, but on the other hand, they're completely dismissive of the notion of spirits in general, of, of demonic entities, of, of different realms of existence. So mm -hmm. they would have us believe that uh, we are here essentially in like a limbo. We do not interact at any level with the spirit realms, although paradoxically, and they will, those who have delved into the Illuminati, et cetera, et cetera, know that there is the the, uh, the covens at work, know that there's the, a lot of this uh, sorcery mm -hmm. at work, uh, summoning this, that, and the other types of entities. It's almost a, like a form of Orwellian double fake, Randy, where they acknowledge that that happens and that's part of this control system. And, and they acknowledge the fact that the controllers interact with worship, in fact, are essentially at one with these beings that, that are working through them. But at the same time, they say that if someone buys into this notion of, of, of spirit guides, of ET guides, et cetera, et cetera, well, they're, they're falling for this false construct. It, it, it's very contradictory. And also it, it, it reinforces a, a concept of helplessness, of, of isolation. Now, just two quick points I'd like to make in this regard. Uh, Everyone knows who General George Patton Jr. was. Well, not many people mm -hmm. know his own son mm -hmm. became a general, was a general in the Vietnam War. And uh, General George Patton III said that he was sitting in an outdoor cafe in Saigon when he heard his father's voice saying, get out of there, in so many words. Next thing you know, a, a bomb explodes, right? Uh, the, I think mm -hmm. it was the daughter of, of Jimmy Cagney, the, the famous vaudeville and uh, you know, actor back in the day. 
uh, she and her husband, I think, were driving along country road. And then both of them heard audibly, not telepathically, heard audibly, slow mm-hmm. down. And it was Jimmy Cagney, right, her father. Mm-hmm. They slowed down. And just on the other side of this rise on the road was a stalled out tractor. They would have rear-ended this thing. That would have been curtains for them. So the point being is that this notion that we're here cast adrift, that there are no beings whatsoever, no form of intelligence whatsoever in any of the higher spiritual planes that give a rat's ass about us, that don't care right, about us. Right, yeah, we're yeah. basically flies caught in a web and we're <laughs> tough luck, yeah. right? Yeah, to yeah. me, that, that, you know, and some would find, I only bring it up, Randy, because some would find objectionable what you said about, about you guys, but to me, we have, a, you know, that level of understanding, not in an elitist sense, but we know that there's a greater arena at work. You know, go with it whatever way you please. Well, I've had people, you know, mention that to me about the fact that aren't you concerned that you're being deceived? And my, my response to that is I've already been deceived. I was deceived by a system I was born into. I was deceived by the people who educated me. I was deceived by the bishops, deacons, pastors, preachers, and acolytes of religion. I was deceived by every authority figure and every discipline that there is. And the one thing that guided me through this was, in fact, this internal voice that has literally saved my life numerous times, literally through horrendous things that have happened to me. Um, Head-on collision with a tractor-trailer truck, which... Nobody can explain how I survived. The fact that I survived being sexually assaulted by a middle-aged man from the age of 10 to 11 was a friend of my family. And psychologically being able to come through that, all of the other things, the ET experiences that I had when I was very young. Um, we all have this. It's not, I'm not unique. Everybody has forms of trauma within their lives. And the fact of the matter is there's something that lifts us, that moves us, that enables us to to continue just as we're doing today, despite the fact that, you know, I woke up this morning with a fever and my chest feels like I've got a dragon sitting on it right now. But we press on. We press on because there's a spirit within us that's greater. What is it like? What St. Paul said, he who is within me is greater than he who is in the world. And so... Um, a lot of what we're talking about here is what sits behind the scenes of our own makeup, the composite of our being. And that composite of our being includes what I mentioned earlier, the ancestral linkages. The, the whole ancestral thing's interesting. Back years ago, probably about, let's say, 14 years ago, I was doing christian radio at the time i was doing a prophecy show called the threshing floor and i happened into some lexicons of hebrew in the old testament and i was looking at the word ancestor and when you go into a lexicon there's because hebrew is a is a foreign language to us it's first off it's read from right to left it has many dialectics many diacritical markings it's very difficult sometimes to discern which definitions are which until you go through context proofing, which means you have to take that word and you have to put it substitutionally into a contextual field 
in order to translate roughly what was meant by that word within that particular stream of thought. This is basically kind of like coding. And I stumbled on this word ancestors and found that as I looked at the words that were transliterated into and out of that Hebrew, it literally flowed, I had a vision of it flowing forward and backward in time, what we call time. In other words, there is something as the indigenous have told us, the ancient peoples have told us, there is something sacred about the ancestral lines. They are a part of us, they are woven into us. This is, again, part of even the genetic components, part of the code that sits outside of our current field of DNA, as science understands it being this two-strand spiral. In fact, what the guys have told me, and this is not unique, I've, I know other people have mentioned this as well, is that there are, in fact, 12 strands, and those 12 strands are multivalence themselves. And when translated, if you want to understand the book of Revelation in the New Testament, this is the arcane meaning of the 144,000. It is the 12 strands, the, the two that sit inside this dimension, the 10 which are extra-dimensional, which are then intertwined, and that is the 144,000, which basically is the, the eternity code of the human. This breaks the mechanism of physicality. This shows you how you transcend the current dimensional layers and how we exist beyond our consciousness in this present world. And how all that works, believe me, this, I'm two years working on this book. I'm still parsing a lot of this data in terms of trying to first off understand it myself and make it understandable to other people. But I think there's some very heavy lifting to be done here in understanding this. And yet at the same time, I think we already understand it if we understand who we are deep inside of ourselves. This ability to go within. And, and to listen to that still small voice. And sometimes there's not even a, a thought, a thought form attached to it. It's just an inner knowingness. That's how it seems to work through me. Once in a while, yeah, I'll get yeah. something very clear, clear audience, but usually with me, it's just an, an inner knowing. And then I, uh, to make myself understand what myself is telling me, then I translate it, if you will, in, into thought words or, or into actions and what have you. Uh, and we mustn't confuse the crass commercialization of spirit guides, of the angelic orders, et cetera, et cetera, with what right. we're talking about. That's an entirely different thing. I, I, would, I would argue that at some level, that was a distortion of, of what we're talking about. Uh, because, you, you know, I mean, I'm not getting down at anyone who, who uses the angel cards or the, this uh, modality or that. But uh, like you pointed out, so much of this occurs within and simultaneously without, because we are essentially multidimensional beings Sometimes tools can be helpful in that regard in uh, you know, gaining, uh, regaining a better understanding of our, of our infinite wisdom that's there to be tapped, right? Uh, 
and and also the notion that uh, our oversoul has different aspects of us uh, monitoring different aspects of us in yes. multiple dimensions. Yes, and, and this is where so much of this insight comes from because there are aspects of us that are simultaneously coexisting in parallel realities, parallel dimensions, timelines a little sped up, timelines mm-hmm. a little further mm-hmm. back, and we derive information and understanding from all of that. So, you know, again, it's this notion of atomizing everything, of breaking everything down into uh, its constituent parts. I like that. Parts. I like that term, atomizing. Yeah. It's perfect, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. It's the exact opposite of that. We are a unified whole. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of looking at the particles, we need to begin to look at the field itself. Um, this is a conversation I had with our friend Nish. It's up on, on my YouTube channel. It's on, I believe it's on Nish's uh, channel as well. Uh, in fact, I know it is because we agreed we would make this public. We have to operate within the field of consciousness, which is expansive and pervasive and universal. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, and yet it's nowhere. Well, how does that work? Well, it's kind of like a tuner. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up in the 60s and 70s. I built crystal radios. And this is old now, but you get a breadboard, an electronic circuit board, and you'd put it in a box, and you would build this radio with circuits. And then the crystals were what you used to tune the radio, much like you turn the dial on a, well, you may probably don't turn a dial on it, but you push a button or whatever you do with, you know, radios now if you even listen to radio. But this was a crystal. And when that crystal was set into that radio, that radio picked up a frequency that was correspondent to the crystal itself. And, you know, I learned a lot doing that. My dad and I used to do that together. And understanding some electronics principles helped me to kind of understand a little bit about how all of this works, that there is a resonance field that we operate in. We attenuate ourselves to it. We can't pick up all those channels at once, even though they all exist within the field. So at any given time, when we're navigating in the field, we are switching bandwidth and consciousness to tune into a particular frequency which resonates from some aspect of ourselves some form of us that's not native to our physical format because our physical format is confined into this world but other aspects of ourselves are not they are correspondent to other other formats and other what you would call worlds in terms of how they operate. And when we are able to connect into that, we are able to collaboratively poke and probe each other in ways that are kind of interesting in terms of information that we can exchange. And it's kind of how it works. I, you know, whether it's a spirit guide or not, you can call it that, just don't worship it because it's you. See, the new age thing is that there's gurus and there's, leaders and there's experts and they usually want a lot of money and they're usually very didactic about what they teach and there's ritual to it and there's 
you've got to do this certain way and you got to do that a certain way and you have to get your yoga mat out and you have to practice the poses for years and years and years in order to get it right and i dare say been there done that bought the t-shirt and frankly most of it's bullshit what we really need to do is tap into who we are and begin to hear the still small voice which is at any given time that crystal which is aligning to the super consciousness which we are inside that field and that's how this information comes through that's really even the point of writing a book of speaking of doing the things i'm doing i'm, I'm trying to find different ways to communicate this not because like i'm some super great practitioner of it i have a taste of it i think you do i think many of the people in our community do as well but i think it's important that people out there understand there's something inside of you that's far greater than anything outside of you and when we begin to understand that we then can begin to collaboratively recreate the world we presently exist in in ways that we can't even understand right now it's definitely a, a war of consciousness and the efforts of the controllers has always been to uh, mute consciousness through a variety of means i mean uh, the geoengineering the aerosol spraying is more than just in the physical atmospheric uh, realm it's also meant to essentially detune us from mm -hmm. the, our connection and uh, likewise with the food and the bpa and everything uh, the processed food everything that they do is designed to create this artificial electromagnetic grid outside and within us and it, if one were to look at the efforts that they've gone to just to detune us that speaks volumes about who we potentially are or who we were to begin with that they would go to such lengths to essentially detach us detune us from yeah. our original source uh, rudolf steiner talked about how you know in the future which is now there's going to be medical treatments yep. essentially to detune us and and what you described at the outset <clears throat> the the natural computing system if you will the the neural circuitry etc cetera, etc cetera, that we have how it is essentially and from a dna perspective uh, transceivers multi-dimensional in nature so all this effort up till now up to the recent past has been to suppress that natural ability to tune into a higher consciousness now they are literally as we've seen the last two years, replacing, supplanting this uh, innate neural circuitry computer system we have and replacing it with a non-operating system. Uh, you know, as what the one guy said, free will, the human soul, all that is out the window now. And that's really what they, they have in mind. But despite their best efforts, there's always going to be some people who manage to break out of this matrix of control uh, it is a war of consciousness it is a war of of uh of, of frequencies essentially so in, in the time we got left in the, in the first segment uh randy and if you just want to uh you know, let listeners who may not know where to find you online uh, let them know but also uh, give a kind of a sneak preview of what we'll talk about in, in the member segment well where we'll go in the member segment we'll probably make this look like uh, uh a phone call across town but 
But for people who want to access more of the materials, um, I have been doing most of my writing and podcasting on Patreon. So that's patreon.com forward slash Randy Moggins, my name. And then uh, there is a new website, which is going up slowly, offplanetradio.com. And some of the receiver's material will be there as well. Um, the materials that we talk about for this show, I will put up on a web page for you to be able to reference and your listeners to be able to reference as well, because there's three documents that I shared with you that are germane to this conversation. And again, I apologize because I'm kind of low physical energy today. Um, we're fighting uh, whatever it is that wants to come in. We're not letting them win. So we're doing this under duress. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a quick point about that is, uh, you know, there's this school of thought. Again, it's an, an effort to atomize, to fragment, to uh, create, uh, you know, uh, fissure points. Uh, this notion yeah. that, oh, there's nothing really out there. Well, I beg to differ. There really is something out there, especially yep. now with all these really treatments, the, the treatments that have been, you know, dished out to society at large, the, the mutations, the, the shedding, all the stuff that's going on. Yes, call it what yeah. you will. I have no problems people calling it uh, the dreaded C word. Okay, even people that are so-called truthers when they say that, I'm not mm, mm, taking mm, them to task and say, "Oh, it's it never is. been isolated yep. in a in a human. It's it's a genetic gene sequence." And no, there's something really out there that's making people sick. Okay, so we're at that stage now where uh, you know we, we need to look past these these petty kind of divisions and petty sentiments. Exactly. Uh, anyhow, uh, we reached the end of the first segment with our, our guest, old friend Randy Moggins. If you like what we do, if you believe in what we do, please go to thecosmicswitchboard.com, sign up and become a member, and we'll see you at the top of the next segment. 